There we go. So what's your hallelujah? What are you grateful for? Well, first of all, I'm grateful every day I wake up. Every day I wake up and I look outside and I go, I'm off to a good start. At least I'm not vertical. At least I'm not horizontal. Um, and these days I'm really grateful for being able to exercise. I get out and cycle and, and get my hour, hour and a half ride in every day, every other day. And I'm just grateful for the feelings that it gives me. And it just, it energizes me in all parts of my life. So I'm grateful for that. Cool. All right. How about Danea? Uh, like Bruce, I'm great. I'm grateful every day. Um, thank you for this day. Um, I gratitude. I, I get to say one specific thing. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the belief I have that everything is as it should be. And when things get seemingly overwhelming, I remember that and I come back into that gratitude. Right. Thank you for the message. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you for the observation. Thank you for the people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. How about my, her fellow Canadian? I am grateful for having a healthy body. And I think a healthy mind, although I might be a bit weird sometimes, so I'm told. And I'm grateful for that too. Why be normal, right? Yeah. Cool. How about Mr. Chris in beautiful North Carolina? And I'll be there in a couple of weeks filming a, what the hell is it called? Space Cops. Hmm. Interesting. I am grateful for the changes that are taking place in my life that I'm consciously making. Cool. All right. How about Miss Michelle? Well, I'm like uh, Danae, I'm grateful for everything. Seriously, everything. I, I love this group. I love everyone here. I love the I I love love. So I like to have gratitude when I'm feeling sad. Then I that's an indication that, hey, pour gratitude into something, pour love into something. I mean, you know, I get sad, I get blue. And then it's like, oh, you, you don't live there. Be grateful and find something. And if you go outside, you can find anything to be grateful for. Yeah. Especially me and uh, Bruce, you know, <laughs> walk out, it's 80 degrees, it's sunny 300 days out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in Pennsylvania, the gray state. Yeah. <laughs> gray. Uh, how about Miss Jerry? And my wife was grateful. She talked to Miss Jerry this morning and found out they are fellow Rosicrucians. And, you know, it's an interesting group. You don't find a lot of them. And uh, so uh, my wife was uh, tickled, I guess you could say, about that. So, Miss Jerry, what is your hallelujah? Well, I've been able to retire with relatively good health, good mind, and some money in the bank, and I have a home. And, uh, I live in the United States. <laughs> And uh, I would say I'm also grateful for uh, my ancestors, my relatives, and friends and colleagues. Cool. All right. How about Mr. Nayan and beautiful India? Yeah. India. Yeah, India. Yeah, I am grateful to God for all the people that uh, He has given me in my life. All my family, my friends. Cool. And Miss Caroline, you missed the beginning, but what's your hallelujah? We we're watching a video. <laughs> oh, my hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> liquid sunshine, which keeps it very green and beautiful here. And uh, we call that rain everywhere else, but in Oregon, it's liquid sunshine. Because sometimes it's the only thing you see for months at a time. Uh, my clients, i that's my hallelujah. Boy, they keep me on my toes. And uh, everything I learn in our sessions or your classes, I take directly to the office. So hallelujah for that. 
It's why I have clients uh, and my family. Oh, love my family and my pets because they're my family too. Cool. I, I noticed that Danae took what she learned yesterday and put it in video, which was so cool. And now oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to do that too. So, but oh, I, I want to say you inspired, it. you inspired. I love it. Ooh, Danae, where might one find that? It was in, in the, the sports and performance group. group. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I was working all day yesterday. I didn't see it. How she used it in a different context, but still the same. I like that it was over the phone. I couldn't even see her. Could just right. So the so yeah, it was just neat and easy. But Doc, what's your hallelujah? Uh yeah. Well, I've got a few lately. Um that things are working out in ways that are surprising me. Nice. You know, it's like in little shifts going on here and there. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I went to a uh, wake for a friend of mine, the guy that got me very serious about acting again. He was my vocal coach. And I met him at, at a play. He was the vocal coach for the, pl for the, for the play. It's, it's a musical. Actually, it's an operetta called Titanic. And you know, I got cast in it without knowing what it was. I'm like, yeah, sure. They, I, you know, they offered me a role. I said, I'll do it. I didn't know it was an operetta, right? Which basically means no spoken words. Everybody say, and that's not my strength, right? And so it was kind of a somewhat humiliating thing when I got started. And yet out of the darkness came the guy that was teaching. And one day, you know, I walked up to him because I overheard him talking to people about stuff. And there were some beautiful singers in this because it's it it was basically an opera, and and he was an opera singer and he was in uh, what do you call it um, the uh, Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. He did a whole bunch of things. Um, you know, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber was one of his things, friends and things like that. different group, uh, and the name. Um, Oh, Phantom of the Opera. He was in Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. Right? And, and so, so anyway, one day, uh, there's a long story here, but I'm a storyteller. So uh, I was, um, I walked up to him and I go, you know, I know you don't usually, you know, you like to work with professionals basically, but, you know, do you think you could help me learn to sing? Because I've been told I was tone deaf. And he's a sweet guy. And he went, darling i've been waiting for you to ask you know oh. and so i started taking voice lessons and you know he reframed everything from me he goes will i've heard you on stage i've seen you in other plays you you got you got a nice speaking voice if you could speak you could sing no one showed you how and i go no i was pretty much you know told her anyway so you know it started a couple of decade friendship you know and uh and he would keep pushing me, right? Like, you know, quit doing this. Why, why aren't you doing more professional theater? Why aren't you doing this? You know, uh, there's this professional class, go take this class. You know, he would sign up and he would berate a few of us students into, into doing Anyway, long story short, four or five of the students, three of them are full set of equity actors and actresses on the road doing uh, road shows. And that's all they do now, you know, they're, working actors uh and he got me to do it start doing it and then uh and then the last five or six years i you know it's it's <clears throat> it's one of the things i do you know and in the last couple of years where something is a kind of a weird hallelujah with the with covid when it screwed up the world in one way it opened up things for me because all the auditions for film and television went online. You didn't have to be in New York City. You didn't have to be in Orlando, or Orlando, or they do a lot up in Atlanta or LA. You could do it online. You know, you could do your if they liked you, then you might do a callback even online. And then you you usually didn't have to go there till you knew it was serious. Because in that business, you know, they'll see three or four hundred people for a part, right? And uh, 
and so, you know, I started doing this, you know, and, and doing it in different places and, and things like that. And so, you know, I'm very grateful for that, you know, and, 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 uh, and it was about looking at the, even when the COVID happened, some of the, you know, what's the positive that comes out of it, you know? And then the other night, my wife and I were, uh, or I was basically watching it because I wanted to see the episode of a TV show called FBI. And I had auditioned for a part in it. And I got a callback audition, they called. So I did that. And a uh, person said, you know, I was like one of the four or five people in the running for the role, right? So I was waiting to see it. So when the actor came on that did the role, even Christina goes, I remember those lines when you were doing them, you know? And, uh, and it, was, it was interesting uh, to watch it because she goes, you did it a lot like him. You know, you guys, it was interchangeable. And in that business, nothing personal. You know, it's like, I, maybe I didn't, they want, in that business, they want a certain look at times, if that makes sense. And you can't take that personal, you know. Um, but it was that, you know, that just, just to be, you know, in the running for that. And I've been in the running for a couple other things like that. So, you know, it's, it's changed that. And this kind of goes back to something I wanted to talk about. And I don't know where I learned it. I don't know if it was one of the old motivational speakers, uh, you know, uh, <coughs> Neville Goddard or one of those guys. I think if I remember the first time I heard it, it was in the recovery program that I was Alcoholics Anonymous. And it was, you know, if you're facing a challenge or there's something you got to do that you don't like to do, what can you pull back and just be grateful for in that situation? The one thing in that situation you could do. Right. And I remember, you know, when I first sobered up, I couldn't hold a job. I couldn't get a job because I was unemployable. And so I got a job and, and uh, it, it was in a steel mill. And we'd have to drive in every morning. And I fucking hated it. Right. It was it was dirty. It was nasty. You know, it didn't pay great and everything else. And, you know, but I pissed up several good jobs in my life and acting career and military. So anyway, I remember when I learned that, you know, I, I said, well, I'm going to try this. Kind of like what Denea did, right? You learn something, you're, I'm going to try this, see if it works. And so, you know, in the morning when you'd be driving into the steel mill, you'd come over this overpass to go into the plant, which was, it's a steel mill. I mean, it's dirty, it's smoky, it's, it's what a steel mill is. But it sat on the edge of Lake Michigan. It was on the beach of Lake Michigan. And so if you were driving there, and if you didn't bother to look at the mill, and you raised your eyes a little bit, there was, there was the lake. Looks like it's basically side of an ocean. So there's that. Off in the distance, you could see the skyline of city of Chicago, right? Because it's right, it's it's all right together. And that hooked me on that thing of when you're in a position that maybe you just got to be there for now. You just got to be there. And what can you be grateful for in that situation? You know, what's the one thing? And I've used that a lot with work and, you know, and I, the guy that I think originally that I heard it from said like, cause a lot of people when they first sober up, they don't want to go to me. So you'd say, what's the one thing you like about me? Can you find one thing you like about me? You know, free coffee and usually cookies. What well, it could be anything. And, and I'll shut up and we'll go around and talk about that. You know, are you facing a challenge in your life that you can find a positive, right? Something to be grateful for. Cause this weekend I was at a conference and, you know, I, it was fun. I, I like being there. I got to teach. It, it was fun to be in people with people again. And, <clears throat> but anybody that knows me enough and when they hear me talk, I have a lot of pet peeves, you know, when I get around certain things. And boy, they were just lighting up like ding, ding, ding. You know, it's like, you know, everything was lighting up with all these pet peeves. And I was, and that makes me angry. Now I was, so I said, you know, and I, and I remember that for some reason, it's like, well, what can you be grateful about? You know, especially these couple of things that really pissed me off. I'm like, well, what can I learn from that? Or what, what can I take from that? What can I be grateful for? And so I actually learned a couple of things and started to apply it. Right. And, and it shifted the whole weekend, you know? Um, and, you know, I had, a, I had, you know, I had a good time and it went from just being, you know, grinding my teeth, tolerating it, to actually having a, having a pretty good time, you know, 
and uh, and looking for the things I enjoy. And like, you know, when I do get to a conference, sometimes I don't like being there, to be honest with you. This was like, I've been doing conferences since 88 or something like that. So a long time. Uh, but I always enjoy hanging around with the people, you know, because I there's some people, Michael Watson, I've known 25 years, Bob Otto, the guy that runs it, 30 years probably. And so, you know, there's th those kind of working, cordial relationships that I actually enjoy. So there was that. So I was focused on that. And then, like I said, those pet peeves, I'm like, well, what is it in, as, as we learn in recovery, one of the things they talk about, if something's pissing you off, it's part of your personality, right? If you make me mad, because I think you're arrogant, because deep down inside, I, I'm, I must be arrogant, you know, or something like that. It's just, and I'm like, so what is it about this shit, you know, that's pissing me off? So I pulled back and looked at it. I'm like, okay, and what can I learn from it? And I got a couple of good, like little takeaways. I'm going to, I'm going to apply that. I'm actually going to apply this, not just uh, uh, do it, but apply it. You know? So that's some really cool. Damn, Chris, that's a beautiful horse. Babe. Is that you? Behind you, that picture behind you? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Wow, that's a beautiful horse. I'll have to have Christina see that. Okay. Anyway, that's my, I got squirrel. You know, I get distracted. The ADD, ADD never, you know, coffee. Sport drink, everything, ADD never stops. Uh, so anyway, that's, you know, and, and I had the chance, and it was ironic, and I want to talk about a miracle real quick, because I want, want, then I want everybody to say, is there something in your life that you're, that's a challenge you can find some, uh, take something from it, right? Or be grateful for, even in that situation, what can I be grateful for, right? Because the guy did it the other night at the meeting, because everybody's bitching about, you know, the inflation. He goes, well... I'm not happy about it, but goddamn, I'm grateful that I can actually still buy food, you know, you know, be retired and buy food and I don't have to go back to work yet. You know, it's like, everything's fine. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So that, and, and it, you know, and have you had, and, and have you experienced a miracle lately, right? What, what's a little miracle that makes you have faith? And my miracle was the other day before I went to this conference, I was out, I was looking at my car, I was packing it up to go because I had to, you know, I taught before, so I, I was loading the car. And I'm looking at this car <clears throat> that I've had, what, for a couple months, three months? And I'm sitting there and I go, you know, how the hell do you lift a hood on this goddamn thing? You know, I don't, I, I didn't know. I mean, I know they showed me, but I don't pay attention to that when I'm buying a car. And I'm like, and I kind of knew where it was. So I had to climb down, figure out how to open it up. And then I opened the hood and I'm looking like I'm going to, you know, it's a, motors are weird now, but I'm like, okay. I know where it is. I didn't know why I did it. And to that, I'm just like, that was weird. Why did I even do it? Anyway, during right before a conference starts, I was walking to get in my car to leave that place to go get something to eat. And there was a cab driver there. And this is like a Hilton. It's a really, it was a beautiful hotel. Well, it was a double tree bite, but it was like the top of the line Hilton. So rather posh and nice place, right? So there's a cab driver there and he had his hood up on his car you know, his little, whatever, SUV. And, and he had jumper cables up. And he was asking everybody to give him a jump, right? And when usually in your situation, it's almost like when you see a homeless guy on the corner and you're driving, you don't make eye contact. You're like this, right? You don't want to, you don't want to make eye contact. So nobody, and I'm like, damn, that's kind of, and I was, why? he seemed like a nice guy. So I said, <laughs> what? And I got in my car, it was parked here and I could see him over there. I said, dude, do you need a jump? And he goes, yeah, if you got, and I go, well, you got the cable. So I kept, but cause I was, I always keep cables in my car. So anyway, I back up, pull in and, and, you know, went to jump his car, help him jump his car. And thank God I got out. Cause he didn't know how to jump it. He'd have blown up the goddamn alternator. And so, um, you know, I do that. And he, you know, he was very thankful. And I said, dude, it's okay. I'm a redneck. You know, usually I got a big ass pickup truck with jumper cables, a tow chain, you know, it's like craziness. And, you know, but I was, and so I did that. Didn't think anything of it left. Anyway, I think Saturday I'm going in the conference. I see him standing there. And uh, I said, dude, you get your, you get your battery. Because after we jumped, I said, I think you, you probably should get your battery checked. I wouldn't just wing this, you know. And so he goes, yeah, I had to, I went to Walmart and put it, and they put a battery in. And, da, da, da. and then he looks at me and he goes, oh, that was you that jumped my car. Because now I'm wearing a suit that, you know, because I was coming out, I had blue jeans and a and a t-shirt, you know, I was just going to go work out. 
I said, yeah, I clean up pretty well. And he goes, I just thought you worked here. It's not actually, you know, I'm, I'm here to give a talk. And, uh, but it made me feel good. And the miracle was if I hadn't, if something hadn't happened and made me look for where the thing was, I probably wouldn't have jumped this car because I'm still egotistical enough. I don't want to, it, like, wouldn't have embarrassed myself. Like, I don't know how to lift the hood of the car, you know, you know, that I, you know, it's like, I would, I wouldn't have offered. Does that make sense to everybody? So I don't know why it happened three days before that. And then I got to jump this car. And then until I told you guys, uh, I didn't share it with anybody. I didn't do it to feel good. I didn't do it to tell people I'm a nice guy. You know, it's like, it's just, I know what it's like. Cause I've been there. I have, you know, my car run, I got to get a jumper cable. Cause when I was drinking the end of my drinking, let's close this story up. I wouldn't put a battery in my car for God's sakes. That's beer money you're wasting. Right. I, I would, I just keep jumping the damn thing, you know? And so, you know, and now I got a new car and I could jump this guy that, and he was a, a you know, a, a pretty nice guy. So anyway, what's something in your life that you're working on that might be a challenge that you can find a little bit of gratitude for? And then is there a miracle in your life you've experienced lately, even the little ones? Who wants to go first? Bruce, thanks for volunteering. Um, so I'd have to say, what am I struggling with? I'm struggling with the fact of where I've got businesses that aren't where they, where I believe they should be, um, and not moving fast enough. I guess that's probably the way to do it. Um, COVID like sidelined sitting down with people and buying secondhand directly, et cetera. So other things took place. So I guess that's kind of a challenge in certain ways, but that challenge also makes me look the solutions in all different kinds of ways. Um, little miracles are like sometimes, just as an example, I, I can see somebody, I can see somebody and go, you need something, I'll go, no, or then I'll need something and somebody will show up and help me. So I'm a firm believer in karma. So what you did for that guy, the story's not over yet with that cab driver. Um, but little miracles is like, you just, just don't know. I, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens by chance. Everything happens for a reason. And if we're awake and we look at it, opportunities are there. And I see different things that sometimes I'll like walk by something and all of a sudden it'll spark the creativity in me. So I consider that a little... Miracle, because you just don't know it, like just pops into your head. Cool. Cool. How about Miss Carla? Well, I, I, the same as Bruce, I like to have my business a little bit better than it is at the moment. So I don't know what we can do to improve that. Is there a miracle for that, Dr. Will? I don't know. Maybe. Now that you put it in the universe, there might be. <laughs> cool. All right. How about Denea? Yeah. Um, I'm finding myself in a situation that I can't easily exit. And so in that, being, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to uh, really put into practice the things that I have learned in this class, or not this class, but in, in um, just in, with everything. And it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting opportunity. And as far as little miracles, you know, like Bruce, synchronicities like they're there all the time it's just whether we choose to see them or not and I had a situation show up where I had money um, that was gifted to me and it just came out of the blue and it was like oh that's so cool and I just kind of tucked it aside and just let it be and something popped up just the other day and it was like wow am I ever grateful that that was there and so that was a little miracle that happened the other day cool yeah. All right. How about Michelle? Um, well, I, I agree with um, everyone that has spoke so far because I um, have the same challenge of, you know, 
business, business, you know, earning money. And, and then as we were talking, I, and especially Carla, it's because we fix, you know, help people with their goals and then they go away. It's not like we get to keep people and have them continuously pay. They pay, we, we help, you know, a couple sessions, they're out. And then it's like, oh, now I have to start all over again and Where's get it the out there on one, the internet. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like perpetual. It's never yeah. ending. Mm-hmm. And so when Carla said about that, you know, it, we are fixing people. So that's the, the miracle, not fixing, but helping, helping people. Yeah. So that's the miracle. But the challenge is for everybody needs help. I just wish they'd just call me, you know. <laughs> and um, I also had a, a I, what I think is a little miracle yesterday, you know, and um, a, a blessing. And um, it gives me the opportunity to look back at at all these notebooks that I've been compiling and and do something with it. So I'm excited about that. And, um, but yeah, the, the constant going out and I, I know that realtors, uh, have to go out and do door hangers and things like that. I feel like a realtor, but for someone's mind, you know, like, Hey, here I am, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's, you know, it'll, it'll happen. Cool. All right. How about Mr. Chris? Um, so I'm tasked with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, getting signed up for Medicare. And I hate analyzing health plans. And um, so I get very confused about it all. And it just becomes this big thing. But um, what I'm grateful for in that is that I am, uh, I've made it to this age. <laughs> um, you know, I'm grateful to have lived this long. Um, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to actually have some health care. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Cool. Cool. How about someone I met this last week? And I'll mess her name up. Danae? Danae? Danae, yes. She was in the sports course at IAC. Yes. (laughs) So I would say my challenge um, right now is um, trying to organize my task. Um, I feel like, you know, with the business and also, um, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, um, just trying to balance everything is my challenge right now. Um, And my um, miracle, I would say, definitely is meeting Dr. Will. (laughs) Um, because, uh, you know, at the conference, um, they had a different presenter that was supposed to be there. Um, and it was more around mental games. Um, and initially I thought it was going to be more on the sports side and I didn't anticipate any NLP involved. And, um, the miracle is that I got the opportunity to sit in his class and, um, now I feel like it just changed my life. I'm on a different path now in terms of learning more about the NLP side of things, um, which I wasn't expecting. But again, it was a miracle because I feel like it was supposed to happen that way. And so um, I'm so grateful and thankful. And that to me is was my miracle. Oh, so. Yeah, it was a last minute fill in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really was last good. minute. I, I don't think that was um, by coincidence. Like I said, it was a miracle for me. So it worked out perfect. <laughs> How about Miss Caroline? <laughs> Everything that's been said is uh, so significant. And uh, I, I relate with all of it. And, um I don't think anything is by coincidence. I don't think there is such a thing. I agree with that for sure. Um, one of the things that I uh, that's challenging me right now is that I'm really in a quandary about um, I, I burnout. I'm feeling some burnout. I have feelings on one side that I I hear everybody talking about wanting to amp their practice up and I'm trying to amp mine or bring mine down 
to a manageable level um, because not that my age is an issue because I don't feel my age, what I am chronologically versus how I feel. I feel young enough. But I also know that I have very specific and serious health challenges and my husband and I both have. So um, I don't want to, I don't want to make work my priority when we have been dealing with other things that are far more important. And I want to make sure that I make time for us to enjoy each other. Um, so there's this tug towards wanting to feel significant and wanting to do this work, also knowing that in the large scheme of things, that's not what's important. My husband's important. And my life, my personal life, taking care of myself, because I do feel burned out. I'm tired. And, uh, you know, dealing with, and I've disclosed this before, so it's no big secret, but with narcolepsy and feeling tired all the time, and some of the other health issues I have doesn't help. It makes it hard for me to work. And yet I want to work. Maybe that in itself is a miracle that I have that drive and that love passion for the work that I will do it despite how poor I feel physically. So that's one thing. Little miracles happen every single day. And I make it a point to look for them because to me, quality of life is more important than quantity. And so, um, you know, the first miracle happened uh, about 44, almost 45 years ago. And that was the way I met Rick, my husband. And <laughs> we had lived, turned out across the street from each other for years and didn't even know it. And then both of us picked up and moved to the Bay Area and ended up working in the same place and met by accident. And when we started talking, found out that we'd been neighbors for years, never met each other when we lived across the street, moved 100 miles away and fell into each other's laps. So I think we were meant to be. But every day there are new miracles. And I see it when I see people have breakthroughs. I saw it when I worked in animal assisted therapy and watched people who hadn't spoken in years speak when I put a dog in their lap. You know, and, and so you just, they're out, the miracles are there and they're happening every day. You just need to open your eyes and, you know, and look for them. Cool, thank you. Mm -hmm. How about Miss Jerry in Illinois? Well, yes, I'm in Illinois and in a very small town, but we don't even have a grocery store. So once uh, a week or once every two weeks, I buzz over to Terre Haute to do my grocery shopping. And I-70 is a very bad interstate, a lot of trucks on it, a lot of bad accidents. So every time I go and come back in, in good health, I consider that a miracle that I've avoided a really bad accident. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, last fall, uh, I started looking for a kitten because I didn't really want to go through all uh, the winter being home alone. And I was starting to look for a calico. And I had uh, started calling the local humane societies, you know, to see if they had any little calicos. Well, once you know it, a really pretty one showed up in my yard. And, you know, um, I ended up adopting her. She didn't have a home or anything and uh, had her declawed, neutered and all that. And she's my companion now, but it, uh, just throwing it out, wouldn't you know that one came into my yard that was adoptable. To me, I think that's a miracle. So. Cool. Cool. All right. <clears throat> How about Mr. Reed? What's a challenge you have and what's in that challenge you can be grateful for and what's a, a, a little miracle you've experienced lately? Well, I agree with everything I've heard because uh, I've only heard the last six minutes, but um, uh, I'm getting a little bit of a late start. But um, as far as feeling grat gratitude, I, I'm grateful for this uh, your teaching and uh, a lot of the uh, 
the people I get to work with in those classes. Um, you know, I've gone on to do some stuff one-on-one work with Danae and Carla. Um, I, I've been really enjoyed working with, with Caroline and um, uh, was uh, Bruce. Uh, so the stuff that he shared has been really helpful. Um, and all of this because I happen to walk into your class and like your uh, dry sense of humor, uh, hypno thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, uh, I think what did I, I went into one class. I'm like, that was, that was great. I love that. I don't know what he was selling, but it, I had, I really enjoyed the class. I'm going to go back to the next one in the afternoon. And, uh, it's, uh, there's it's, it's a lot of, a lot in this world to be grateful for, especially in these challenging times, you start figuring out who, uh, who you can connect with and, and, you know, kind of share your perception of what's really going on and, and, and who, um, who wears a mask when they're alone and in the car with the windows rolled up. So it's a, <laughs> yeah, but hypnosis doesn't work. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You can't hypnotize me. You watch the news. You've been hypnotized really well. So, but uh, I'm excited about this new training. It's, it's very challenging for me, but um, I'm going to uh, go back and review uh, the videos and, and do the exercises and practice. Uh, I feel like there's a lot there for me. Cool. Cool. And we have one person, Hugh, Hugh there. Okay, maybe not. They're muted. All right. Cool. All right. All right. So, um, Let's wrap up with this and then kind of take note of it. And if we can remember, we'll call you on it, right? What are three actionable things you can do toward your goals over the next week? Actionable steps. I mean, what can you do? You know, not just, you know, but what's an actionable step? So what are three actionable? if you can think of three, a couple of actionable steps, right? So Michelle, what's three actionable steps you can do for next week? You're muted. One, you can learn to unmute. Oh yeah, there you go, action one. So um, Danae really did inspire me when I saw her uh, video. So I'm gonna, number one, do a video and uh, put it on, you know, or do a live on Facebook too. Um, and everyone always says this and I, I just don't do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask former clients for recommendations and three, what are three actionable steps I can take? Um, okay. So uh, the the live the uh, ask clients former clients for recommendations and three. Well, I'll think of something. Two's good. Two's better. Okay, thank you. Cool. All right. How about Denea? What's two or three actionable things? So um, pick up consistency on social media. I I seem to you know, go in these little waves where I post consistently and then I drop off and then I post consistently and I drop off. And, and so to um, be a little bit more consistent with that, uh, behind the scenes stuff, admin stuff is, has, um, this is actually what I worked with, with Jeff on Sunday is, is uh, I've always been intimidated by it. And so we did some belief switching and some motivation, procrastination and motivation. And so to wrap up some more loose ends with the behind the scenes admin stuff. And this next one is developing and reigniting my morning self-care ritual. So that intention setting, the daily movement, the journaling, just sitting in that and setting that intention. I've fallen away with that. And that is uh, an action step I want to take. Okay. How about Mr. Chris? The dressage writer. Mm -hmm. 
I said the, the jumper, the dressage, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not dressage. Dressage and jumping are two different things. <coughs> um, I'm a cowboy. I don't know the difference. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> um, so I've got a friend that I'm going to contact about doing some recording of hypnosis sessions. Um, and I'm going to review the Medicare enhanced plans from North Carolina. And I have a practice practice session with Carrie scheduled tomorrow. Cool. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cool. How about Miss Danae? Danae. I don't know why. It's easy if I really look at Danae. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Danae, except take off the yeah at the end. Okay. <laughs> you have any? You have no idea how long it took him to get my name and yeah. what the process was. <laughs> oh, so, so I'm making. I'm making. And I still easy. have the picture. When I look at her, I think of a minion. Danae. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna mess you up one day and show up in a costume of a minion. <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm sick enough that's kind of hot so oh my god <laughs> funny i love it but danae what are you going to work on what's a couple of actionable steps um let's see if i could think of three uh i know to start with i guess three to get a calendar start utilizing my calendar so i can get more organized instead of just having everything in my head mm. um and jotting down my entries. Um, it's one thing to get it, but actually to use it. <laughs> um, and then I wanna make sure I practice at least once, even if it's with a cat or a dog or something, you know, um, getting, getting some practice in with sessions um, just to get comfortable with it. So, cool. yeah. All right. How about Miss Caroline? What's your actionable steps? Well, number one on top of the list is uh, I want to go review Danae's video. Of course, my phone is ringing. Hold on. Sorry. Go away. There. Okay. <laughs> I want to watch Danae's video and be inspired by that. I uh, am reading a book right now, which I highly recommend because I'm going to start using some of the concepts from the book. It's called Indistractable indistractable and the author is near n-i-r a-l is his last name e-y-a-l and it is phenomenal he's a productivity expert really and oh. yeah and he talks about just how to maximize your productivity and he's a great writer. I'm actually listening to it on Audible, but it was so good. And I was trying to take notes as I listened that I went out and bought the book so I would have it to, like you know, it. have as a reference source. Excellent. I highly recommend it. So I'm going through that and I'm time boxing because of the challenges with wanting to pare down work, but still do the work. I'm trying to be as productive as possible. Mm -hmm in the time I do spend working. And so he's really helpful with that. So using the book and then finally, um, really getting creative, tapping into the creative juices. And so the discretionary time I do a lot for myself, I make the most of it and really pursue the things that I've wanted to do for so long, because that just makes it more fun. So. I want to have fun at work and fun at play. Cool. I have to say, Caroline, we did that as first grade. Well, all teach. Well, elementary school teachers have to time block. We have to. It's it, it's required, and we have to prove it every, wow. every time someone walks in the room. But also to the state or Commonwealth. I'm in a Commonwealth, and um, go buy a teacher like one of those teacher books, oh. and um, yeah, and Are just they put. Oh, yeah. yeah They're yeah, set yeah. up for that. They already are. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And um, like you have so many hours in a day, I mean, and minutes and you time block that way. And that's good for, you know, anyone who wants to do that. And even Danae, you know, who <laughs> wants to use a calendar. They're bigger. But yes, yes. So what a great idea, because just scheduling things in isn't enough. That's just an hour. But you've got to. Right look at the bigger picture. So thank you. Right. We had to break it down by minute. We're going to teach English 
this much minutes. We're going to do reading this many minutes. We're going to, you know, so you could do that. You, you know, uh, make it work for you. Cool. All right. Thank how about, you. How about Mr. Reed? What's three actionable step two or three? Yeah. Uh, well, as I said, I'm going back through the uh, <clears throat> the recordings of the class that we're doing now, sports uh, class, and uh, getting getting to where I'm much more comfortable with the material and the process. Um, also, uh, going back using the first one, I, there was something you did about minute 38 that I felt my whole energy shift, and I'm like, I didn't hear NLP. <laughs> But I, I went from, God, I can get, I can do this. I can do this. Damn, I can do this. And uh, I was like, there's something here. I'm going to go back and do this, follow this process again and try and get a, a sense of how I can create that first thing in the morning. Because uh, uh, Waking up uh, with my ass dragging is just no fun. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. How about Carla? Um. You know, I'm not very technological savvy, and, and I think I, I need to learn how to make recordings and put myself out there more in the public and online. So that's one of my goals, just and be more open to people what I do, because generally I don't talk about myself, and maybe I have to. So those are my goals. Cool. All right, Mr. Bruce. So first of all, to Denea, here's a suggestion because I, I try to do Facebook and Instagram posts constantly. And I'm like you, sometimes I just get bogged down. So what I've learned to do is, is that when I'm setting up a bunch of Facebook and Instagram posts, is I do a couple of extra just to have in the bank for those days that I'm lazy, I can go, okay, I can just hit this one. So it's always good to have like a little extra, you know, just tuck them away. And this way, when you do them, it's like they're ready to go. Right. Okay. So my, yeah, that's just take it from somebody who's good I at putting things off later. Sometimes. I use later.com. But my thing is, is I've got this Perhaps it's a perfectionist trait, but I like to have my media feed, especially on Instagram, look a certain way. So I create a lot of them on Canva. And this is where that admin right. stuff is learning how to use the program to create. And we've just gone through a massive rebrand. So the name is different. The logo isn't created yet. The colors aren't the same. And so sitting down and creating these posts is like, oh my God, it's just one more thing. And then putting them into later.com. Later.com is a lifesaver because I can schedule them all out. It's free and boom, my Facebook and Instagram are linked. So it shows up on Instagram, shows up on Facebook, but I've run out of those posts tucked aside and I get to create them. So that's- TikTok, you gotta do TikTok. TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I'm oh. up on my plate with Instagram and Facebook. Let's let's to throw another social media platform in there is like it's just it pushed me over the top right now. Okay. What yeah. else are you gonna do, Bruce? So my other things are is I've got to set up a Zoom call with somebody that I've done a whole bunch of research. And I got to set up for early next week to finally go. Okay, let's get stuff rolling and get stuff moving. I've got to just do my Facebook ads. I'm kind of like Danae. It's kind of like I look for the perfection, which is what is keeping me from going, okay, I got to sit down with somebody and go through a whole bunch of research I did, et cetera. It's that perfection. So I just got to go, just do it. And the other thing is I got to create a contest for Instagram to get more subscribers and different ways. Cool. That's my, uh, and I wrote them down so I can make sure that I do them. Okay. Hello. And how about Jerry? Well, I'm really impressed with everyone with what they're going to be doing. I'm still trying to get my house in order. <laughs> and, you know, so I can, you know, start up my business again this fall. So I plan to purchase a new computer. Dell is supposed to have a big sale over Memorial Day. And I plan to start cleaning the attic. And uh, then self-care, you know, I need to get back and doing my meditations and stuff. So 
So those are the big three. But uh, again, I'm real impressed with everyone and where they are. All right, good. Well, my three, because I'm going to pull myself, is it's funny, I teach this and then like everybody else, when I'm teaching it and I'm in the middle of it, I'll just, I love it. I need to do my hypnotic writing posts. You know, make a long, you know, either short or the long form and that, because, you know, and I've, hell, I've really dropped off since we, since the class stopped. I'm like, eh, I'm going to get it. So I need to do that, right? Uh, and like was said by a couple of people, post regularly, you know? And, you know, a couple years ago or two years ago, I paid a guy and he made a bunch of really nice little posts, you know, with pictures. They're, you know, they're just yeah, to keep your name out there, right? And then like someone who's really into that, and he goes, well, you have all these things from a while ago. Just repost them. Nobody will remember them. You know, just bring them up because they were on my Dr. Will page. He goes, just repost them. Um, and he also is real, well, Scott Sandlin, by the way, he's real, he, that's what he does is AI and internet stuff besides his hypnosis. And he stresses, you know, also make sure a lot of your posts are very personal. He goes, you got a gold mine, bro, man, you got your horses and you do movies. Just post about that. People will read that. They're sick of your NLP hypnosis, do this shit, you know, and all that. He goes, but you post like you're in this murder thing and you're covered in blood that will get people's attention <laughs> yep and at the conference i had more people ask me about my goddamn horses than about me you know how your horse is you know is penny still got asthma and all that. <laughs> so i gotta make sure i go back out to the barn and start like just do a little post standing there next to the horse you know yeah. also justifies a tax write-off i gotta remind myself that right um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, so I got to do that. And on a personal thing, I've gotten away from drinking my six, minimum of 64 ounces of water a day, half a gallon of water a day. I need to get back into that. But not be one of those jugheads that walk around the gym with your gallon of water. You know, that's a, another pet peeve, peeve of mine. Man, there's four drinking fountains in the gym. What are you going to goddamn dehydrate in the middle of your workout? You know, <laughs> I've been through desert training. You don't drink water for two days. You'll be fine. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to write some hypnotic posts, um, post regularly, just even dig up old posts and do it. And what was that thing you said it, later? I'm going to look that up. See, I, I love doing this because then you hear stuff and I'm going to download that audible book because I have a couple of long drives. Good. good. Later. You'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Reed turned me on to a book a while ago, the one Life, Life Force, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's like I, I listened to that and, and I'm like, and it was just reaffirming a lot of what I did, even though I did go by the face crate that they were, they were, they were, they were pushing. It's a brilliant book if you're into writing, because he gives a lot of good information, but it's all a sales pitch, but he discloses it. Oh, by the way, I'm one of the, you know, people wonder how he's worth a billion. I think he's crossed the billion dollar mark because he does stuff like that. You know, here's this really good face cream. And yes, I'm one of the founders or I'm one of the venture capitalist guys that started it. So well, at least like, he discloses it. Yeah. What is the book's name? Did you say life life force? Tony Robbins. Oh, okay. And he, he doesn't read it. He, he, I, I know him well enough that I, I, when I got, it, I said, I don't think he's going to be the one reading it. You know, that's 20 something hours, but it's very, it's, it's easy to understand. I liked a lot of it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh but yeah that's i always hear it from other people but i'm gonna get this book for my trip all right everyone i'm gonna stop the recording so next week i'll figure out what we're talking about uh and put it out there